Hi everyone, and welcome back to Chatting Out Loud. Hopefully you had a great week, and I hope you have a great upcoming one as well. So the biggest news all about, you know, in the interweb for the automotive industry has been the new Ford Bronco. I covered that on the last podcast, so if you missed it, please go back and check it out. There's some good info on there, and as more info comes out for the Bronco, I'll definitely update you guys on this podcast. But today, I do want to just cover some good old-fashioned Toyota and Honda news, because they made some significant announcement recently. But before I get into the auto news, I just want to make a public service announcement. Please, please, please wear your mask. I understand that some people are against wearing masks, but you know, do it for the people around you, not for yourself, but to do it for people around you. Um, studies have shown that it does reduce the transmission of the COVID virus, and it does not, I repeat, it does not reduce the amount of oxygen you are intaking with a mask on. So if you think that it reduces oxygen, that is a myth. That is a myth. So please wear your mask. Uh, I'm in California, and a lot of the counties have started to close, uh, like the barber shops, the nail salons, no more indoor dining. So all that has been kind of reversing since what they announced almost a couple weeks ago about reopening. So the cases are going up. People are dying. People are testing positive more than ever. Florida the hotspot. So just do your part. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Social distancing. And stay home if you can. All right. With that out of the way, let's get into some Toyota and Honda news. All right. Let's start with Honda. So Honda recently announced a couple of things. They announced that for 2021 model, they will be discontinuing all the Civic Coupes. So there will be no more Coupes for model year 2021. So if you want a Honda Civic Coupe, whether it be an SI form or non-SI form, get it now because for 2021, they have discontinued that. And Honda's reasoning is because in 2022, the new Civic redesign, the all-new Civic redesign will be coming out. So they are actually just killing the coupe for one year and then bringing it back for 2022. And the reason they say that is because ever since the Civic hatchback was launched, the sales for the Civic for the coupe and the hatchback has been reversed. So actually the hatchback has been more popular amongst consumers and there has been more take rate for the hatchback than the coupe. So that's why they're killing the coupe and leaving the hatchback until 2021. You know what's funny though? If you look at 20 years ago, maybe even 25 years ago, there were plenty of coupes in the Honda lineup. You had the Prelude. You had the S2000, you had the Civic Coupe, you had the Core Coupe, just to name a few, right? Fast forward to today, with the recent announcement of the Civic Coupe being discontinued, there is literally no more two-door vehicles in the Honda lineup that you could buy new today, or 
as of 2021. Right? They just they discontinued the Accord Coup. There's no more S2000. Now the Civic Coup is gone. Really, there's nothing else. Which, in my opinion, makes it a boring lineup. But hey, it is what it is, right? Consumer drives the supply. So that's, and the supplies and the demand are all going towards CUV. So that's where we are at. Second thing, Honda announced that the Honda Accord manual will be discontinuing permanently. So if you want a six-speed manual transmission for your Honda Accord, buy it now. Because whatever you see that's on dealer's lot, that's what you're going to get. Apparently, according to Honda, the last six-speed manual Honda Accord that came out of the production line was this past December. And they are not making any more six-speed manual. So when the current Accord came out, you know, one of the more popular enthusiast models was a 2.0 turbo with the six-speed manual. Well, that's gone now. So Honda Accord for 2021 will only come with their CVT and their 10-speed automatic. And lastly, the last bit of Honda news, and this actually touched uh, emotional part of me because I used to have this car. They are officially killing, discontinuing the Honda Fit in the US. So as you guys know, the Honda Fit actually had a brand new generation, brand new redesign release overseas. But according to Honda, we are not getting the new Honda Fit at all, and we are discontinuing for 2021. And the reason for that is because people are moving towards CUV and SUVs. Like the HRV, that's actually based off the Fit, but in a more CUV platform. So people are actually driving, uh, driving towards that. So the Fit is being discontinued. If you have driven a Fit, you will love the Fit. I actually love my Fit. I had I had a 2009 Fit Sport with a 5-speed manual. Loved it. Looks small on the outside, but ginormous on the inside. If you pull out the seat down and do the magic seat configuring, it's awesome. The magic seat allowed you to just reconfigure the seat in various formats. You know, vertical, you know, supplies, like a big pot of plant. You could put that in a Honda Fit or it could be laid flat or whatever you want to carry around. It's awesome. I actually met a lot of my current friends I know through a forum called Fit Freak, and that was a really, really fun car and a community to be in. So I'm really sad that's gone. I have a feeling in, I want to say, five to eight years, I think the Honda Fits will be in demand in a sense where a lot of the tuners and enthusiasts want a car like that because they could probably swap out the engine. It's a great small platform to just drive quick and have fun in and, and to be on the track. So I think those fit are gonna be the more modern uh, Civic hatchbacks of the 90s. So that's Honda news. Mostly negative, definitely all negative. Um, but again, it's what consumer drives company right if consumer demands more CUV and all automatic guess what companies have cannot do anything but comply just to meet their uh, bottom line okay so let's move on to Toyota news and Toyota is actually more of a positive spin they actually announced three of their models 
update for 2021. So the three models are the Avalon, Camry, and Corolla. So let's start off with the Avalon. The 2021 Avalon exterior interior look has remained the same. So the difference for 2021 is that they added Android Auto. Yes, uh, currently the Avalon does not support Android Auto, only has Apple CarPlay, but for 2021, Android Auto. They swapped out two of the USB ports with USB-C ports, which is great. It provides more flexibility and more future-proofing for the vehicle. And for hybrid Avalons, they actually switched the battery technology from nickel hydride to lithium-ion. So for 2021, all Avalon hybrids are lithium-ion. And the Avalon is going to be introducing one with all-wheel drive. So for the snow belt states, you guys, you guys will appreciate this because the all-wheel drive is, is basically front-wheel drive bias, and then if it detects wheel slippage for the front wheels, it will distribute up to 50% of the torque and horsepower to the rear wheels. It is the same system as the all-wheel drive Camry that's also coming out in 2021. The unique thing is this. For the Avalon, it's always been a V6 engine. But if you want the all-wheel drive, it only is available with the four-cylinder. So, yes, the four-cylinder is all new for 2021 for the Avalon. But it's not a new power plant. It's the same engine as the Camry, the 2.5-liter engine. But it, uh, it turns out 203 or 205 horsepower, somewhere in that arena. And that's the only engine with the A-speed tra automatic transmission matched to the all-wheel drive system. And lastly, Avalon will have a new trim called Nightshade Edition. So we actually um, see Nightshade Edition for the Toyota right now. There's one for the 4Runner, for the Sienna, for Camry, for Corolla, for Highlander. And now the Avalon is finally joining the Nightshade Edition. Basically, it's all aesthetics, right? You have your black wheels, black mirror caps, black door handles, black spoiler, and the, uh, various black accents inside the car. If there is a new color called Ice Edge. It replaces the current silver on the nightshade for the Avalon. And from what I've seen, the Ice Edge is a little bit darker versus the old silver. So you make your own decision when you guys see that. But that's the update for the Avalon. So let's move on to the Camry. The Camry has a little bit different updates than the Avalon. So since the current Camry has been announced in 2018, it is time for a minor update, so a refresh. So for 2021, the front of the bumper of the Camrys have been refined. It's a little bit different. There's more chisel. Um, there's a little bit less chrome, but there's more, uh, I guess, there's more opening of the grill in the front. The back remains pretty much the same, nothing different there compared to 2020. But inside is where the major changes are happening. Currently, the 2020 Avalon has the radio screen flush with the entire instrument panel. So it sits flush, it's like one piece. But for 2021, they actually mimic the style of the Corolla and the Avalon, where it's like a floating 
tablet style screen on the instrument panel. And previously, previously the two vents were on top. Now they've actually moved to the bottom of the screen. So that's the major change interior-wise for the Camry. Camry will not be getting USB-C like the Avalon. Unfortunately, I wish they did. Maybe for next year, but for now, it's still just your normal USB ports. But yes, the floating screen is one of the major things. Second major thing is that if you want a Camry hybrid right now, you're going to get it in a few terms. You can get LE, SE, or XLE. For 2021, given the sporty image of the XSE trim, they are uh, introducing the XSE trim to the hybrid variant. So you can get a Camry XSE hybrid for 2021. Okay, so Camry, that's the that's a big update. Um, a few look, a few changes to the looks. Floating screen, XSE hybrid. Okay, not much aside from that. And lastly, the Corolla. So actually, the Corolla actually made some significant changes as well. So first of all, in terms of safety, all. 2021 Corolla will have an additional two airbags and these two airbags will be for the rear passenger on the side so for 2020 there's only eight but for 2021 there will be 10 airbags secondly Corolla sedans will now get Android Auto support previously it was only iPhone like the Avalon but now they're getting Android Auto support which is great there will be a new trim call the Apex Edition, A-P-E-X. So Toyota is making 6,000 in total of Apex Edition in the United States. 120 of those will be in 6B manual. The other 5,880 will be in CVT formats. So basically the Ice Edge uh, is another color for the Apex Edition, similar to the Ice Edge color for the Avalon Nightshade Edition. So the Corolla Apex, what's the difference, right? So you have solid black wheels that's lighter than your normal wheels. They're two pounds lighter per wheel. You have a front uh, front splitter, side skirts, and a rear splitter with a rear spoiler. And on this, on the basically the body kit, there's actually some bronze accents throughout. The spoiler is black. All Corolla Apex Edition will have a black roof as well, and as standard, you cannot get it. You cannot get it with body color; it has to be black. There's some uh, retuned suspension and shocks. So uh, the, the suspension and shock, according to Toyota, is supposed to be very track oriented. So we'll see how how that fares. Um, and it's been lowered; it's lowered by 0.6 inch. So it's not too aggressive. It's just enough for a little bit more sporty look. They have not announced the pricing or the timing, but I'm guessing it's going to come in the fall or late or late summer. So we'll see with that. Again, only 6000 being made. And it looks okay. You can just definitely Google it. It looks okay. Um, it's not the best iteration of the Corolla I've seen. I just, need, I just think the Corolla needs a bigger engine to compete with the bigger dogs. Like, I want the Corolla to come out with a true, powerful, you know, engine that could compete with the Civic Type R and the Veloster N. But, 
We'll see. So those are the Toyota updates for today. And I actually have one more update I actually did not mention in the beginning of the podcast, and that's a Nissan update. So for Nissan, they just announced their new electric crossover. Pretty exciting stuff here. So the model is called Aria, A-R-I-Y-A, and looks completely different from anything they have in their lineup. When I first looked at it, the first kind of um, thought that came to my mind was an updated look to the Murano. Do you guys remember the Murano? Yeah, it's very bubbly looking, but it's more modern now, just by looking at it. The rear actually reminds me of a little like Audi or like the uh, Toyota Avalon where it has kind of a sharp angle within the taillights. But it comes with a variety of different battery packs and different horsepower. So the entry level will get 215 horsepower and 220 pound-feet of torque. And then we, and that's only front-wheel drive. And when you go to the all-wheel drive model with the two motors, it will have 389 horsepower and 443 pound-feet of torque. That's a huge jump um, from the base. It's basically almost double. So the car... Inside, outside is completely new. Inside has all these trim pieces and button placement and button technology that I haven't seen on any current Nissan. You know, the, the buttons are hidden under this piece of like material on the dash, and then when you turn your car, it lights up. It's pretty interesting. Uh, entry level battery pack is a 63 kilowatt unit, and then there is an optional 87 kilowatt unit available. Nissan claims that the 87 kilowatt should give you approximately 300 mile of range. So with that statement, I would think the entry level will probably give you around high, maybe like high 195, 199 to low 200 mile range for the entry level. The, the, the cargo room for the vehicle is not bad. It is a 2020 model, so it will be on sale in late 2021. So maybe a year and a half from now, or maybe a year, a couple months from now. It is expected to be around $40,000 with eligibility for federal tax credit. It looks really good. It's also the first Nissan when it comes out to sport the new Nissan badge. So the new Nissan badge isn't anything different, I mean, dramatically different from the current one in terms of shape and the style, but it is quite different if you actually compare it to the current one. The Nissan is spelled out and it's stretched past the circle that surrounds it because currently we, the current Nissan badge is actually a circle and then right in the middle is like the, the word Nissan but it's enclosed by the circle where you see the entire circle this the word breaks up the circle so think about it like a like a, the Saturn the, the planet Saturn it's like a big ring around it but it says Nissan so that's the update from Nissan I'm pretty excited about this car because finally there is a Tesla model I guess model Y competitor and that doesn't look like uh, it doesn't look bad either so this should be an interesting feel to pay attention to all right guys so that's it for the update today on toyota honda nissan all three japanese auto manufacturer thank you so much for tuning in to chatting out loud please please share this podcast with your friends and family if you haven't done so shoot me a note drop me a comment on instagram at chatting out loud or email me at chattingoutloud2020 at gmail.com. 
And I do want to make a big announcement today is that I have finally started a YouTube channel. This YouTube channel is basically a visual representation of what I'm doing now, and that's sharing automotive news. The unique aspect is that it's going to be a new episode every week, but as I release an English episode, simultaneously I'll be releasing a Cantonese episode as well. I've noticed that there is a need to share automotive news and tips and tricks in Cantonese in the United States. If you want something in Cantonese overseas, not a problem. But the issue is the news that they're sharing and the models and vehicles that they're using are not U.S. specs and some of the models we even get here, so it's not applicable. So hopefully I can bridge the gap, provide some good information to all my Cantonese-speaking audience. The channel is called Three Point Turn. The number three, point, turn. If you can subscribe, I would love it. Thank you for the support. If you could do that, please feel free to leave comments, feedbacks, any notes. Because my goal is to make the channel better and more engaging for all of you. So again, thank you again for tuning in. And I will chat with you next time. Mm-hmm.